0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 312 of So You Want to Be a Writer, the podcast that's all about the world of writing and publishing. I'm Valerie Koo, CEO of the Australian Writer Centre, where you'll find writing courses and an awesome, supportive writing community. And I'm here with my co-host, Alison Tate, also known as A.L. Tate, author of the popular Mapmaker Chronicles and Adamant Cipher book series. How are you, Al? I'm okay,
1: I'm, I'm excited because it's, you know, we're going to have a little break. We're at the end of the year where yes. we've done all the stuff and we're done ready to just stuff. chill out.
0: Am chill I Chill right? out and wish everyone happy Christmas as well. Absolutely. However you may
1: celebrate the festive season, we wish you all the best and we send our absolute, you know, best wishes for a fun time and a nice and lovely relaxing segue Absolutely. into the new year.
0: Hmm. Mm. Have you got any big New Year's Eve plans? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't really do New Year's Eve much. It's not really a, a thing. It's a. It's. I. I always feel like New Year's Eve is one of those years that if you think it's going to be massive, mm. it's always awful. Whereas yes. if you go with no plans and no expectations, you end up having you know a fantastic time. So yes, absolutely. yeah. So that's uh, that's that's where I'm at with this. This is my whole fair to middling approach to life, though. So you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> don't listen to me. You know that I'm an under celebrator of all things. What yes. about you? Have you got massive plans?
0: No, I used to absolutely love the fireworks in Sydney and would do something to do with that. And I, I just I'm a just big fireworks junkie. I love mm. them, but mm. ever since moving quite a little bit away from town, it's not that easy to to go mm-hmm. see the fireworks and new year's eve started taking a strange turn a few years ago when um for reasons that i don't know why we decided to watch red dog you know the movie red dog yeah on new i do year's know the eve. Movie. yeah i do yeah and it is the single most depressing yeah thing out and that was just the most horrendous way to ring in the new year because my partner and i just sat around completely depressed <laughs> At this yep. movie. And um, uh, and that kind of wrecked me. That kind of, yeah, that was like a turning point in our New Year's Eves and I really need to turn it back because. <laughs> so let me just ask this. So
1: yes. every year since that. Mm. three years ago viewing of red Mm -hmm, dog
0: mm -hmm. have you watched red dog again no but what we've tried to do (laughs) this is so tough what we've tried to do is pick an uplifting movie like almost to 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 compensate for that terrible experience of red dog and um that just means all we do is sit in home and watch tv so it's not very good i really need to get out
1: i'm yeah like really i'm just a little bit struggling with the whole concept of this. Do you, know, do you know the funniest thing, though, for us the last couple of years, speaking of the last couple of years hilariously, so Pre-Cresty Pop absolutely hates fireworks. Oh, like he's yeah. one of those mm. hide-under-the-sofa mm. kind of guys. So for the last couple of years, like we, we just go to friends' places, you know, whatever, for like family kind of barbecue events and stuff like that, which has been really fun because it's, you know, really low-key. Yeah. But I have to come home at 9 o'clock oh, to, hold his, to hold his paw for the, for the fireworks and then go back and get the rest of the family. Like this is what I've been doing for the last couple. This is what happens to you when you became, yes. become a pet mother yes. allegedly is that mm. you become the person who has to kind of go home and, um, and hold the dog's paw whilst they, so you know. Oh, it's so, kind of tragic as well.
0: You no, know, when you're holding his paw, does he try and go under the sofa?
1: oh, it's just, I just have to come home and be with him. I can't, we can't leave him because the fireworks are quite close uh, to our place. And so it just becomes this, you know, he's just, and it's not, to be perfectly honest, it's not even organized fireworks that are the issue. It is people letting off fireworks around the neighborhood, but it just drives him insane. And, um, I, I don't want him to get – I just don't want him to lose his head and make a run for it. So yeah. for me it's worth coming home and, you know, it's not like – I mean, you know, when you do family stuff on New Year's Eve and stuff like this, it's not like you're out there getting trashed and, you know, mm. dancing, you know, on the tables at 9 o'clock anyway. So mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I don't really mind so much but it's, um, it's just – I just – I found myself here last year just going, how did I get here? How did I get to this point? Um, so, yeah, so I get to, I'm not a fan. It, it's not really a hardship because I'm not a huge fan of the forced merriment of New Year's Eve. So I don't really mind the time out. I come home and, you know, read my book for half an hour and then go back. Oh, <laughs> baby. I'm such a party pooper, aren't I? Like you know, no, yeah, you're okay. a responsible pet Hold the dog's
0: paw, I'll be back. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> All right, so we're doing something a little bit different this episode, aren't we? Al, we are. We are going
1: to because we've had such a massive year with our million downloads, our live mm. event, our all of the things that have happened um, the over the year. And can I just say, I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you so much to our community. Yes. And I promise I will not say community as many times as <laughs> Valerie said community in the last episode. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, being part of it, for being in our yeah. Facebook group, for sending us the feedback, for doing the reviews, for giving us the shout-outs online. We're so excited and happy that you're, you know, in this with us because it really does, um, you know, we sit here and talk to each other and it's lovely to know that that you're there. Um, somebody mm-hmm. sent us a photo this week, and I'm so sorry, but I've completely lost track of who it was. So shout out to you, whoever you were. Um in the car, you know, catching up with our back catalogue, uh, discovered oh, us this yes. year. Um, and I don't even have my anything with me to even look that up. So um, but just, you know, the fact that you that you take the time to do that and, and let us know that you're there uh, is, is I'm hugely grateful for it. So um, and I know Valerie is too. So thank you so much for that. Um, so we just thought that we would re- just spend this uh, And it episode- was Angela Bonn. Thank
0: you. I knew Maybe. that you would. Oh, maybe it wasn't Angela Bond. Angela, it wasn't in the car. It was... It was a view of where she's writing from. So, oh, But so, shout well, out to well, Angela Bon anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh, we're doing so well already, we are aren't we? It's so just well. going so well. Um, so anyway, I uh, thought that we would just uh, spend this episode um, as it's, you know, Christmas and we're sliding into the new year, recapping some of our favourite interviews of the year, Valerie, because I think, I don't know about you, but I get to this point of the year and I can't even remember who we spoke to. And I'm sure that listeners have possibly forgotten some of the people that we talk to. So I just wanted to, I thought we would just have a little bit of a look. And I did say, let's do a top 10 because, you know, we do like a round number, a round figure. But then I uh, realized that I actually can't count and I've got 14. So I'm just going to apologize in advance, but I'm not going to cut anyone off my list, so we're just going to have to do 14. So, take a deep breath. Um, so, I uh, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about some of my favorite interviews of the year. So, these are, um, obviously, I've, I've loved every interview that we've done. I have um, thoroughly enjoyed talking to the many authors that we've spoken to, um, but these are some that just stand out for me for various reasons. Um, which I'll explain as we go through um, and their favourites for various reasons, as I will explain as we go through and in no particular order because I, I don't believe in orders. I feel like we should just, you know, do a top 14 and be done with it. Um, so my uh, mine begins with the uh, with episode 288 and that was the interview that I did with, with my dear friend, the wonderful Megan Daly, um, mm. about her book Raising Readers. Now, Megan is uh, one of the co-admins uh, with me in the Your Kids Next Read Facebook group. Her book came out in July this year, and she—I just don't know anyone who is more passionate about um, about children's literature, about getting books into kids' hands, about talking about books, reviewing books—and um, so I was so excited when her book was so incredibly well-received. Like, she put a lot of effort into it. It was a difficult couple of years for her. If you listen to the to the interview, you'll know why. Um, and it was just, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to, to talk to her, you know, on a professional level, as opposed to just the two of us rabbiting on about various things. Uh, so that was a real favourite for me. I really enjoyed that one. Um, mm. Another favourite for me was... Um, the interview that we did in episode 282 with Melina Marchetta. Mm-hmm. And i it was one of those situations where I um, i love Melina. I've loved her work for a long, long time, as anyone who sort of grew up in Australia uh, will be familiar with uh, looking for alabrandi and some of her other work. So the opportunity to um speak with her about her work, about her characters, about how she brings them to life, uh, was just a real, for me, a, a singular joy. Um, I met her at the Burdekin Readers and Writers Festival when we were on the program together last year and she is just one of the loveliest, most engaging, warmest people. Um, so I was really happy to be able to bring that to our um podcast community as well so that was that was a real standout that was episode 282 now do you want me to do all of mine Valerie or would you like to jump in here with a couple of yours so we can mix up the voice do you think people might get sick of listening to me
0: though I'm a bit worried I've got concerns if you want to okay I'll jump in jump in now with a couple of yours well it would be no surprise to anyone who um, listens to the podcast that I really enjoyed episode 303 which is when I interviewed Safras Manzoor oh, yes. and he wrote um, Greetings from Berry Park which has now, which is out now as a movie called Blinded by the Light. Um, and it's in on at my local cinema, and I just love his story. He is a writer who started off in Pakistan, uh, was born in Pakistan, but moved to London and grew up listening to Bruce Springsteen, and wrote this book, Greetings from Berry Park, um, uh, as an homage to Bruce Springsteen, and has now turned it into movie with Bruce's blessing. And it's just such a great story if you listen to it about um, uh, about how he about that journey about turning it into a movie. And um and one thing that I just think is so random is that um that I just loved talking to him about was that he appeared on an episode of Friends once. <laughs> which is when which is and that's because um he uh, he happened to be interviewing, I think, Marta Kaufman and say, and then happened to be going over to America, and then saying, um, oh hey, do you mind if I come to a taping? And he was in the audience, and then he heard over the loud loudspeaker his name, and they they kicked off some poor extra, and they put him in the background in Central Perk, and so that's his episode of Friends. Fantastic. So that just that's just tickled me anyway. Yes. That's that's one for me. Your turn. Wait, I need,
1: no, I need two because
0: I've done oh, two. So now you've got two. to do a second one. Oh, you okay. can see that
1: we've really thought this out in advance, everyone. Yes, I hope that you're really going on this, this ride out. with us. It's going well.
0: So I really enjoyed talking to J.P. Pomar uh, and uh, he's uh, he's. I liked it because he lives in Clans. And I <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Clunes, which is that bookshop town, you know, in yeah, Victoria. Yeah, yeah, the one. Yeah, and that there's lots of. Um, and at the time, I had just watched oh that show on um, the mini series um, with Brian Brown and Phoebe Tonkin, and um, and I said, oh, I think that that's filmed in your town. And not only was it filmed in his town, it was filmed in his like house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it's all about the location as far as yes. that one was concerned.
0: Oh, yes. oh, He's a great author as well and he's written some really good books, but yes.
1: Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? The, what they, the, the reason that the interviews stand out for us, because obviously the people we're talking to are, are all professional, amazing authors, but the, mm. the reason that an interview stands out for you is not necessarily what you think? because of a writing <laughs> tip. It's yes. something entirely different. <laughs> um, so my, um, the next one on my list would be uh, Bren McDibble the children's Mm. author, episode 272. Now, that was a a really memorable one for me as well. And, and it was for that reason too, a bit of a location thing um, because her, the story around her traveling around Australia, getting stuck, the house burning down, like there was an awful lot of stuff going on in her life when she wrote the books. And the fact that she also writes under two different names and had two books coming out in two different markets um, at the same time, I thought was just such an interesting story. Like there's there's often so much going on behind the scenes. Like we, we see the photos on Instagram or whatever of the smiling author looking calm, holding her book. Um, but what we don't see is Everything else that goes on, you know, behind the scenes, and I felt like we had a real kind of glimpse there <laughs> into yeah. into the reality and the chaos of trying to produce this amazing work. And she does write amazing stories, like The Dog Runner, which is the book that we talked mm. about, um, which is middle grade fiction. is just an extraordinary book, like it's fantastic, you know. And to think that she's doing all this stuff with, you know, all of this chaos going on around her, I just think is was amazing. So I very much enjoyed that conversation. Um, Dervila McTiernan was another fantastic um, yes, interview exactly. from that perspective, 271. Um, you know, where she she's gone to the doctors, she's got the book deal oh. and the cancer diagnosis on yes. the same day same in the day. car. Unbelievable um, you know, this is and,
0: that
1: episode. yeah. Oh, it's an extraordinary story. And just, you know, that was a that was a terrific conversation. And she has just gone from strength to strength. And um her new book, which is coming out, I think, March next year. Um, is already like being pre-ordered like gangbusters. There's a huge amount of buzz around it. I can't think of the name of it at all because I'm actually hopeless today. Um, But, yeah, she's just done amazing things. I've read both of her crime novels, the two that she has published at the moment, um, The Scholar and the other one that I can't think of the name of, and they're both extraordinary. Like she's she's amazing, and it's, mm. and I also just really loved her accent. So that really helped with <laughs> that particular, helped helped that particular one to stand out. Um, and I'm going to do three here because I know I've got more than you. So I'm going to do an extra okay. one here. Um, so another one that I loved was my interview with my friend Penny Flanagan, episode 270. We spoke yes. about her new novel. But Penny, of course, is also a um, Songwriter and yes. half of the uh, club Hoy, a very you know popular duo in Australia, um, and she I just found I loved the conversation that we had about you know writing songs writing novels you know um, she's part of a very successful family in across a whole range of different sort of literary um, and performance areas and you know that for me was also um, just a great I very much enjoyed that interview as well so that was episode 270 Penny
0: Flanagan Mm. over to you Valerie. Well I have 10 not 14 because I can count and I followed the brief
1: but anyway yes of course.
0: Yeah. I absolutely loved talking to Stephanie Wood. When I had read her book, it was just so I – loved, I loved the interview because I really love the book. I really love her writing. I really rate um, Stephanie. This is how memoirs should be written. Um, and the book is called Fake, right? Yes, the book is called Fake, and mm-hmm. it's um, a wonderful account of a few years in Stephanie's life where she um, was dating somebody who didn't turn out to be the person she thought he would be Mm. and it is um it's such a she just struck that balance between um writing it with um real raw honesty on a topic that can be a little bit awkward and maybe a bit embarrassing, but it didn't, but she wrote it with such dignity and, um, uh, but such, um, authenticity. And so I think that, you know, she crafted every word, um, very, very carefully and it's just an excellent book. And I really enjoyed talking to her. I also really enjoyed talking to Tony Park. Now, Tony has written so many books, like, 16 novels uh, set in Africa because he's, he's in love with Africa. And um, he's obviously got a, rate, a great writing process and technique in order to be able to write this many books that are all bestsellers. And the thing that um, was not recorded on the interview. Ooh, but, uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, behind dun, dun, dun. the scenes. Is at the end of the interview, Tony goes, to work together. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and and I went, of course. Like for four what years. What are you talking about? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I finally put two, two and two together and I went, oh my God, you're that tiny. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so that was a bit ridiculous, that's but it was hilarious. good to reconnect with Tony, <laughs> who I used uh, to work with. Anyway, that's so that's, that's my two for this one. All right,
1: I've got um, – so um, I, I think a lot of people would probably agree with me on this one that uh, Rachel Spratt, R.A. Spratt, uh, episode 268, was a, a really great interview because mm. Rachel is so honest. Like there is just no – you know, it it was black and white. It was an, full of really useful information and just, you know, she doesn't – um, beat around the bush. She doesn't sort of, you know, sugarcoat anything. It's like, this is writing life. This is what it's about. This is what happens when you get edited. This is what happens when you have to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And um, I, yeah, like I was listening to her whilst we were doing the interview because obviously, you know, you're highly engaged when you're doing the interview. And some of, I was just like, oh, like my mouth was dropping open at some of the things that she, Is perfectly happy to be honest about. And I think that that is is a fantastic uh, sort of, you know, obviously a great asset in any interview if you are talking to someone who's willing to talk to you as opposed to just tell you what you think, what they think, or what the industry thinks, you know, they should be saying, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So it was a great interview. And she had some terrific tips about finances for authors, you know, getting yourself a decent accountant, et cetera, et cetera, which is, Mm. you know, as she said, is not the is not the, what people expect, you know. They don't expect you – they expect you to talk waftily about reading books and, and doing more and all that kind of stuff. They don't say get a good accountant. It's not mm. like the first tip that they give you. So um, I really liked that one. Um, I very much enjoyed my conversation with the U.S. author Peter Rock in Episode 285 um, and that was because Peter and I sat next to each other in Year 11 English and he has mm. gone on to become a literary um, novelist of some note in the US and I of course have gone on to to write series for kids. So it was quite a, a um, quite a fun interview. It was lovely just to reconnect with him um and talk to him about his process and, and you know he's he has always been a very deeply thoughtful person even at sort of you know 17 he was a deeply thoughtful person Mm. um so to see how that has progressed and where that's taken him was was fantastic for me um just on a purely on a personal level professional level it's a great interview to listen to if literary fiction is is your thing most definitely Um, so that's episode 285 and um the other one that I absolutely loved in that sort of zone was Megan Wilson Anastasius Anastasius um she uh, is just such an interesting person. You know, she has the archaeology background and a deep interest in history. She writes these fantastic kind of um, thrillers with a, with an archaeologist as a kind of mystery, you know, solving person at the centre of them, historical, um, just terrific. And it, I really enjoyed the conversation. I just, you know, really enjoyed it. Uh, so she would be one of my favourites as well. Val, who have you got?
0: All right, well, I really um, enjoyed talking to Alice Alex Landragon um, on episode. Oh, that was such an interesting book, wasn't yeah, it? Oh, my God. Um, episode 289. For the simple reason is that he wrote such an innovative book, I could not even wrap my head around how somebody could write a book of that nature because you could read it in different directions. Mm. So, you know, you, you know, it could be read in two completely different directions. It was the same book, but different beginning, middle, and end. And the n- amount of planning and meticulousness that would be required for that to work no, is... that guy is not
1: a planter on you any know. level <laughs>
0: There's no ploncing going on there. No, no ploncing or planting. Um, that's, uh, you know, hats off to him. So I thought that his was great. But also Christian White, and one of the reasons I liked Christian White's story, and that was episode 307, was when I talked to him about um, the premise of his book, uh, which is um, – uh, based on, um, his book is the wife and the widow. And it was based on, um, well not based on, but one of the things that sparked it was an incident that he had when he was fairly newly into relationship with his now wife and they had moved into a small flat together and he was unpacking stuff and, uh, he unpacked the Esky and, you know, just things that you expect from an Esky, like some frozen meat or vegetables or whatever it is, food. And he kind of Dude. came a, came across this solid shape in a plastic bag and thought, oh, what's this? You know, maybe you think it's a leg of lamb or something. And opened it and he saw an eye and then he saw fur. And she, he's like, what's this? And she goes, oh, I'm into amateur taxidermy. <laughs> um- <laughs> Imagine finding that out. No, (laughs) I can't imagine that at all. Right. And that kind of planted a seed which then turned Mm. into, uh, you know, a a much bigger story. So Mm. that's my two.
1: It's fascinating where those ideas come from but I can't even imagine that at all. No. Um, Okay, so then uh, I I have, uh, you might remember that way back uh, earlier in the year we spoke to the amazing Jane Harper Oh, yes. uh, author of *The Dry* and various other fabulous crime novels. That was episode two six five. And if you haven't listened to that one, definitely worth a listen. She she was so generous with us as far as you know sharing the process and um and obviously that amazing sense of place that she puts oh, into those nice. books that she writes. Um, yeah. so that was that was a great uh, interview two six five, and then um and this would be one of my. One of my standouts. So this would she, this would be in the top three of my many if I was going to actually make a, a an actual listing in in order. And that was the amazing interview with Amy Kaufman in mm. episode two seventy six. Now, if you haven't listened to that one, I cannot get your skates on and go and have a listen to it right now. Um, her, like it was a long interview because I would have happily listened to her for an hour or more. Yes. She uh, went very, very hard into the process of particularly pitching and how mm. she comes up with those story concepts, et cetera, that she does. Um, and she – look, honestly, it, it's just there's so much information uh, that you can use – in that interview that it is an absolute must listen if you haven't listened to it yet go and listen to Amy Kaufman episode 276 mm. um And then I would also add a more recent interview to that, too, is uh, the interview that I did with Curly Saunders recently, um, episode 306. And that was just a lovely interview. Um, She's, you know, practically local to me. We have people in common, I discovered as we were having the conversation. Oh, my God, you know him? That's hilarious. Um, And uh, just, you know, that notion of putting poetry into children's picture books, I just I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful
0: interview. Yeah definitely um, so another two from me are um, episode 296 my interview with Patty Miller uh, her latest book is the joy of high places Patty is well known for her textbooks on writing memoir and they're more than just textbooks they're just works of art in themselves it really um, and she also wrote writing true stories which uh, which maybe a year ago or so but mm. she also writes her own memoir and Patty can write write about a blade of grass and it'd be interesting. Mm. And The Joy of High Places is kind of about uh, there's themes around walking and themes around flying, two things that I'm not that particularly interested in myself, (laughs) but the way she writes about it, you become really, really engaged. So, you know, I just think that she's a master at her craft. The other interview that I really liked was um, episode 279 with Renee Knight, and she wrote the book The Secretary. Now I just have this thing for fiction set in corporate spaces, <laughs> oh, and that's I really right. I remember it. you said that, yeah. I just really enjoy it. So that's one of the reasons I uh, really enjoyed Renee Knight because I you can tell when people, when writers, when authors get it right, or yeah. whether they've actually spent much time in a corporate space. And so I like it when the the books are authentic and it is real, and you really recognise that this is true, as opposed to them writing about what they think a corporate space is like. So I definitely like those two.
1: All right. Over and then my, I've got my last three. You'll all be very happy to hear of my top 14. Um, now um, the third last one of those is uh, Pip Harry, which was a terrific interview that I did, episode 301. She uh, has recently written a um, verse novel called The Little mm. Wave, And I just – I found the the whole conversation quite interesting. The whole notion of writing a novel in verse is something that I I find, you know, fascinating and I can't imagine how you would would do that, to be honest with you. Um, But also the fact that she, you know, lives in Singapore and she manages her – her publishing career in Australia and, you know, we got into a bit of that. So there was a lot to talk about and I I, um, I just found the, the conversation, you know, interesting how she actually went about creating that work and how many drafts it took her to do that and to get it right. I thought that was a, a terrific chat. Um, my second last one is The Amazing Carolyn Overington, which was episode 300. And was just an extraordinary interview. I um, was very happy to have even just been part of that one. She is obviously yeah. an extraordinary interviewer, yeah. so to interview her and uh, for it to be such an engaging experience, I was I was um, was just real. I, I very much enjoyed the conversation. Again, because we were talking about the podcast aspect, where she was um, talking about her podcast about William Tyrrell um, yeah. as well as her writing. Again, I, I think it came, uh, you know, as with R.A. Spratt, it came to the honesty of that interview. She was so straightforward and honest with us about the process of that podcast, how she'd found it, what had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, I just, you know, it's, it's the kind of interview that I think you can listen to. Whether you're interested in writing or podcasting or not, mm, there was a a lot to be yeah. had in that interview. It was it was a great a great interview, and the last one I would say is um was my interview with Joe Gorman, uh, episode two hundred and ninety-seven. Oh, yeah. Do you remember we talked oh, about yeah. uh, about how um, rugby league explains mm. Queensland, and that was the kind of thing where you think, oh really, Al? That's what you're going to do? Like really? Um, but in mm. actual fact, again as is so often the case with our interviews, the ones that you least expect can Yay. be among the more fascinating interviews that you do for the whole year and that was definitely the case with that one i found it really really interesting so um if you haven't listened to that because you know you're not interested in rugby league or whatever go back and have a listen yeah. uh, the process of the of how that book came together uh, the of the research involved and all the various other aspects of it i, I just thought it was um it was a really really interesting interview mm. that's my last one you'll be very glad to hear
0: all right uh one from me is our special Vivid Sydney live event, episode 284. And I absolutely loved this one because it was um, the launch of our book, So You Want to Be a Writer. It was at the Museum of Contemporary Art. And importantly, we shared it with 200 of our listeners. And it was just so wonderful to be able to meet and hang out with some of our listeners. We had an after party over at Cruise Bar. And um, we featured Candace Fox, uh, the thriller writer, Candace Fox, and also the amazingly talented Pamela Freeman, who currently, get this, Alison, she mm-hmm. has currently six books under contract. Oh, I thought it was nine. Oh, no, you, actually, you're right, I'm dyslexic. Yeah, so nine <laughs> books under contract. Nine Unbelievable. Books. that How is, is that even? That is incredible.
1: Yeah, that so is good. amazing. Yeah. So it's incredible. just great
0: words of wisdom from both Candace Fox and uh, Pamela Freeman, who also writes under Pamela Hart. And of course, my partner in crime, A.L. Tate, also known as Alison Tate. But importantly, it was really great just to meet with the community. And my final one is actually one you haven't heard yet because I'm going to tease you Ooh. with our first episode of. 2020. So we're going to have a very short break and then we're going to come back with our first episode of 2020. But I have already recorded the interview. So it's ready to go, and it's actually with Tony Jones, who of course is the host of Q and A, former host of Late Line. Um, he he has written his second novel, In Darkness Visible, and it was such a great uh, chat to talk to him about that experiences. That's what you've got to look forward to for twenty twenty. Mm. So much to look forward to in twenty twenty. So yes. Very very exciting. Well, that brings us to the end of 2019, Al. Can you believe it? No. No. I can't I, can't. I think we should just move on, not talk yeah. about it. Let's talk about our competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we have our competition. That's right. Yes. Um, yes. So our competition is we have three copies of the Australian Dictionary. <laughs>
1: Mm, okay. Australian <laughs> By
0: Dominic Knight. So Australian is S T R Y. Sorry, S T R A Y A N. The Australian Dictionary. So the hilarious dictionary of Australia's unique words and phrases, the most un un Australian dictionary ever created. The Australian, <laughs> I gotta say it that way. Dictionary oh, really? is your indispensable guide to the native tongue of Warney, Hawkey, Dame oh, Nelly. Stop. <laughs> Stop talking out your nose like that. Annie, <laughs> Orky, Orky, Kylie, Nelly. Minogue and Mole, Little Johnny, Barty and, of course, Boonie. More bonza than a long weekend, as respectable as an underarm delivery and as easy to understand as yeah, nah, nah, yeah, uh, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> Yeah, nah
1: is seriously one of my favourite, favourite phrases of all time. And you
0: don't even think you do it, but you do. You do, I know. You do, you really do. you can win one of three copies of the Australian Dictionary. Uh, Just go to writerscentre.com.au slash win. Entries close on the 30th of December. And if you're listening to this podcast in the future, don't worry, there'll be some other fantastic competition for you to enter. So that's writerscentre.com.au slash win. Now, Al, Mm. are you ready for the final word of the week? I'm ready for the
1: final word of the week, just for the year or forever? Oh, yeah, no, 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 for 2019. Oh, just for
0: 2019. Okay, yes, Yes. I'm ready. Hit me. Splenetic. That's Mm. S-P-L-E-N-E-T-I-C, splenetic. What do you think? Do you know it?
1: Oh, no, but I'm assuming it has to do with spleens.
0: Well, as you might think, it can refer to something that's of the spleen, but it also describes someone who is irritable or spiteful. So you might say he had a splenetic temper. You might, but you wouldn't, would you? You might, you might. Yeah, nah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nah, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> All right, we want to throw back to you guys in the community about your favourite episodes as well, don't we?
1: Uh, Out, We do. We, we, we actually asked, we... Um, I did ask this week in the in the commu- community, as Valerie likes, to say regularly <laughs> in the Facebook group um, yes. about what people's favourites were um, and we ha- do have some early starters who've come through and told us. I mean obviously if you've got a favourite that we haven't talked about, then please, you know, we want you to tell us. Get into the community and tell us all about it Um, and you'll find us at So You Want To Be A Writer podcast community on Facebook. Just search us up. Um, But there were some early starters. Christian White was a big favourite in the group, which uh, doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Amy Kaufman was another massive favourite in the group. That came up several times for uh, several people. Dervla McTiernan, J.P. Pumar. Is it Pumar or Pamari? Good question. Okay, I'm going to leave that with you because you did that interview. <laughs> yes. um, Bren McDibble, like so obviously the, the the ones that have resonated with us and as interviewers have also resonated with you guys as listeners. Joanna Nell got a big shout-out yes. as well, the GP that wrote the story about the single ladies <laughs> of the Jacaranda Retirement Village. Thank you so much for that, Joanna Nell. Um, Safraz Manzoor has got a big shout-out from Katie Hoskins. Uh, the live show, I mean, I'm sorry, but Candice Fox. If you haven't listened to that live show, please do because Candace Fox is hilarious. It is. Hilarious. She is so funny. Um, and uh, Pamela Freeman, obviously, for that. Jane Harper got a little shout there. So mm. those are the, the sorts of names that are coming forward. So if there's anybody that you have listened to this year – on the podcast in 2019, there are quite a few to choose from. Trust me. That's why I could only come, come up with 14 because there was uh, so many to choose from. I couldn't possibly whittle it down to 10. Um, but if you've listened to one and we haven't, you know, shouted out your particular favorite, then please into the Facebook community and let us know because we uh, we want to make sure that, you know, all of your favorites are, are given the attention that they deserve.
0: Whether your goal is to write a bestseller or simply tell better stories, learn at home with your very own tutor giving you personal feedback each week. Find out more at writerscenter.com.au slash writing. So, and a big thank you to all of you. We just want to sign off by saying that you are all awesome. We're doing this for you. Otherwise, we would just be talking to no one. <laughs> We'll be talking to each other. other. We
1: we would be amusing only ourselves with the whole year now thing. And, you know, what's the fun of that if there's not someone
0: else listening, right? So have a wonderful break over the holidays and here's to a big and beautiful 2020 to you all. Absolutely. See you in 2020. See you in 2020.